Ben Harper signs a two-year extension to remain with the New York Rangers for just north of the league minimum salary. Going to tell you guys in today's episode about why I think this is a really solid move for the New York Rangers. Also going to do a preview of the Rangers Friday night game against the Vegas Golden Knights. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 759 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And As I just mentioned, it's pretty much going to be the Ben Harper extension episode here. He inks a new two-year deal with the New York Rangers. Going to talk about uh, just the deal in general. Going to talk about uh, winners and losers of this uh, transaction here between the Rangers and Ben Harper. And uh, like I said, also going to do a quick preview of the uh, Vegas Golden Knights game, which will be the Rangers' final game uh, before they are off for nine days. So it's going to be a big one there, obviously playing a quality opponent as well. But we begin with the man of the hour here, and that would, of course, be Ben Harper. Once again, he re-signs with the Rangers on a two-year contract. Uh, it was first reported at $775,000 per season. It's now being reported uh, just a little bit more than that, two years at $787,500 per season. But next year, uh, the league minimum salary will rise from 750k to 775k. So, uh the way things stand, Ben Harper next year going to be making just $12,500 more uh than the league minimum. And it's funny because you know they announced this contract extension today with Ben Harper. It was just in our last episode during our game recap uh from the matchup with the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, I gave Ben Harper a little bit of a shout out near the end of the episode. I just feel like he's played really well as a sixth defenseman has certainly exceeded expectations. And the thing I gave him props for uh, in the most recent episode was just being a good teammate. And you know, we talked about this like I said in the most recent episode, but there was an incident against the Leafs where Delayed penalty against the Rangers. Lindgren checks his guy, Giordano, into the boards. Uh, Rangers touch up. A couple of Maple Leafs looked like they kind of wanted to get at Ryan Lindgren. Not that they were out of control and, like, everybody was trying to attack him. Uh, but Ben Harper, first guy to step in there, kind of get between him, uh, you know, the, the Maple Leafs players and Ryan Lindgren. And that's been par for the course for Ben Harper. There have been a couple of incidents this year where, I mean, he's not afraid to mix it up. Uh, he'll get guys out of the crease after a play and away from his goalie. He looks out for his teammates out there, which makes him a likable player, along with the very simple fact that he is over achieve this season. And it's always, uh, you know, very easy to root for players like that. Uh, As far as why I think this is a good move for the Rangers, there's a couple of reasons. You know, I I know there might be some Ranger fans who see this extension, might roll their eyes a little bit. I mean, I think for the most part, people are generally happy with his play and with this extension, especially given the the low cost of it. But there might be some Ranger fans out there, some dissenters who kind of like roll their eyes at this and say like, oh yeah, good job. You know, we're we're making sure to lock up all the guys that were in camp on a PTO, you know, and in Ben Harper's case, uh, somebody that signed a minor league PTO. And I get that, but, you know, you look at the case of Ben Harper here, you look at the case of Jimmy Vesey. Yes, both these guys uh, were on PTOs, did not even have guaranteed contracts with the Rangers. Um, but, you know, I think the price is right. And obviously you have to 
be able to fill out the bottom of your roster somehow. You're not going to have, you know, an entire roster of superstar players just up and down the lineup. It just doesn't work that way. And what you need are some reliable, steady veterans who don't make a lot of mistakes. Jimmy Vesey fits the bill. And I think Ben Harper also, um, you know, fits that bill as well. But apart from, you know, just what Ben Harper has done on the ice and the fact that he's done a pretty nice job as a sixth defenseman, I think you can kind of see what Chris Drury is doing here. You can almost kind of see the gears turning because, you know, if you go on cap friendly right now, and I'm going to actually pull that up right now, I have it on the other screen here. I should share the screen with you guys, but we'll do that next time. Um, but bottom line, you look at the way this roster, this Ranger roster is currently constructed. It, they're kind of in a situation where they have the, the top part of the roster solidified and they have the very bottom part of the roster solidified. Because once again, if you look at cap friendly here and I'll go ahead and, uh, pull this over so I can take a look at it here. But, you know, the top part of the roster is made up of your superstar players. The guys making the big bucks are Temi Panarin, Mika Zibanejad, uh, Chris Kreider, Adam Fox, Jacob Truba, Igor Shesterkin, Vincent Trocek. Those are the highest paid players on the Rangers, and rightfully so, because they're the guys that are seen as, you know, being the superstar players on this team. And then you look at the bottom parts of the roster, and the Rangers are kind of locked up there as well. You know, Will Cooley obviously just made his debut, and uh, he's on his uh, entry-level contract, making $828,000, or I guess if we want to be completely exact here, $828,333 for the next three seasons before he becomes a restricted free agent. Uh, you look at somebody like Jake LeCision, he will be making $766K for the next three years until he becomes an RFA. Uh, Jimmy Vesey signed that extension. He's going to be making $800K uh, for the next two years after this one. You've got now also uh, Ben Harper making $787,500 per season. So, some of those bottom spots on the roster seem to be getting slowly filled out. And that doesn't even account for, you know, other players that might, might eventually make their debut. Uh, Brian Offman certainly comes to mind as somebody that will probably debut next season. So what you've got is the very top of the roster is in place and the very bottom of the roster would seem to be in place. And I think that's going to work out nicely for the Rangers because they're saving money on some of these inexpensive players, uh, especially VZ and Harper, who they just re-signed. And, you're allowing yourself to solidify. Those guys are going to be here. They're going to be part of this team. They're not going to count much at all against the uh, the cap, you know, limit. And that means that you will be in a better position to kind of know what you're working with and probably be able to re-sign some of your key, you know, RFAs for this upcoming uh, offseason here. Uh, namely, Philip Hedel, Alexi Lafreniere, and Keandre Miller. There's others, uh, but those are kind of the big three and the ones that really come to mind. And uh, who knows, you know, maybe the Rangers will do something that we're not expecting, be able to bring in some other kind of a free agent. You know, we'll do a deep dive into the salary cap uh, in a future episode, but that's kind of where things stand right now. And I do like this thought process from Drury. Okay, Ben Harper has overachieved. He'll probably jump at the chance to sign a multi-year contract. So let's get that done. And same thing with Jimmy Vesey. And they've done that with both of them. And they're both in place, uh, you know, for the next two years after this one concludes. Um, I also wanted to just kind of talk a little bit about uh, Ben Harper's uh, career path here because it really is crazy how you know he's gone from basically just a complete and utter afterthought uh, around this league to now being solidified in the New York Rangers starting lineup or at least it seems that way he's played the last 18 games in a row but we'll get to all the details on that and all that good stuff in just a second first though we gotta let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by FanDuel the NFL playoffs are here we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better 
They have so many great features that make betting on sports easy and fun. New customers, join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. All on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, do not miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, we just want to thank everybody, as always, for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So obviously, you know, there's a human side of this as well. You know, Ben Harper has, has worked really hard and, and got an opportunity with the Rangers here, shot his shot, and did not miss. And this is somebody that uh, was basically left for dead uh, by the entire NHL coming into this season. I'm going to explain what I mean uh, in just a minute here. Um, but as far as, you know, his career path, now 28 years old, 174 career regular season games with the Senators, Predators, and Rangers. Uh, in that time, he only has two goals, 16 assists, obviously more of a you know, stay-at-home defenseman. Uh, he's a minus 42 in that time, 189 block shots, 279 hits. As far as his stats this year with the Rangers, uh, 18 games so far with the Rangers. And he has one goal, and he has also picked up two assists. He is an even plus minus, 25 block shots, 25 hits. But, you know, beyond the stat line, just a very steady, consistent defenseman. Uh, the thing that I've kind of marveled about him is that he just doesn't make that many mistakes. He doesn't go out there and wow you, dazzle you, play at a superstar level like some of these other Ranger defensemen, but just a very steady pair of hands and somebody that certainly seems like he knows what he's doing. And Gerard Gallant, you know, early in Harper's tenure with the Rangers, was asked about Harper and what he's seeing from him and what he likes about him because he had been in the lineup for uh, several games in a row at that point. And, you know, he basically said what we've been talking about on here is that you don't really notice him that much because he doesn't make any mistakes. Just very steady, very consistent, not any flash to his game whatsoever, but that's okay. You don't need any flash from your sixth defenseman. You just need what Ben Harper has essentially given you pretty much ever since he's been penciled in uh, to the Ranger lineup. He's taken the bull by the horns and uh, just run with it. And, you know, I know it's easy once again to uh, get excited about top prospects and we want to see the kids and all this stuff, but... You know, whether it's Ben Harper or Jimmy Vesey, stories like this can be fun too. You know, there were next to no expectations for either one of these players, especially Harper. They have both overperformed. They have both gotten themselves extensions. You know, Vesey had bounced all over the league, uh, had to keep signing PTOs. He gets the extension. Uh, Harper, over the last three seasons before this one, had appeared in a total of just 53 uh, NHL regular season games, kind of bouncing back and forth between the NHL and the AHL, as so many players do. Uh, so good on both uh, Harper and VZ once again for taking advantage of the opportunity, running with it, and uh, carving out bigger roles for themselves than probably you know anyone had anticipated, and ultimately once again earning the contract extensions. Uh, but Ben Harper, you know, I mentioned a second ago that he really kind of beat the odds this season. So this is crazy, and I was aware of this at the time, but Ben Harper signed 
a PTO, not with the Rangers, but with the Hartford Wolfpack on October 13th. And I saw that they had picked up this, you know, seemingly journeyman, run-of-the-mill defenseman, just probably going to be organizational depth. You know, we might not even see him this season with the Rangers. And uh, boy, was I wrong. But I mean, I there, there was no way to know um, that he would have ended up carving out as big of a role with the Rangers as he had. Uh, but the craziest part about this uh, to me is I just mentioned once again that he signed a PTO, not with the Rangers once again, but with the Hartford Wolfpack on October 13th. On October 13th, the Rangers were playing in their second game of the regular season and winning that game. The NHL season had started. Ben Harper did not have a contract. He had no offers or seemingly didn't have any offers or at least none to his liking. And here he is now, just a couple of months later, just 18 games into his Ranger career, signing a two-year extension, and seemingly becoming firmly entrenched uh, in the lineup. Not too shabby uh, for somebody who, once again, had basically been left for dead by the NHL this offseason. You know, once again, maybe there was a situation where he was holding out for a better offer or a guaranteed contract for an NHL team or a PTO with an NHL team. You know, maybe somebody gets hurt and then somebody you know, signs him to, to replace that player, whatever it might be. But obviously that never came fruition. And whatever happened, you know, whatever Harper's thought process was there, facts are facts. This man did not have a contract when the NHL season was already underway, not even with the minors, you know, an NHL contract or, or anything like that. So once again, uh, somebody that is certainly beating the odds here, there was no guarantee that he was ever going to play another NHL game. I mean, think about it. If you're unsigned for that long, not even part of a minor league team, very impressive to see what Ben Harper has accomplished uh, in just a short amount of time here, um, you know, kind of boosting his stock and working his way back into an NHL lineup. It's very impressive and uh, one of those cool, inspiring stories that pops up every now and then uh, in sports. Uh, as far as what you're getting with Ben Harper, I mean, you know, we, we've kind of covered the basics here. Not a ton of offense to his game. Not going to wow you, but just a reliable, steady veteran looks out for his teammates, has some physicality to his game. And uh, as far as six defensemen go, you know, I'll, I'll certainly take what the Rangers are getting from Ben Harper on a pretty much night in and night out, very consistent basis. But we'll keep everything rolling in just a second. I want to uh, discuss some of the winners and losers, or at least who I believe will be uh, the winners and losers of this deal uh, signed by Ben Harper here. Also going to uh, talk a little about the game against the Vegas Golden Knights, and we're going to do all that good stuff in just a second. Okay, so winners and losers from this Ben Harper extension here. We'll start with the losers. We'll work our way to the winners. Uh, the first name that popped into my head as far as somebody that kind of, you know, loses from this deal, this extension signed by Ben Harper here was Zach Jones. You know, coming into this season, Zach Jones and Libor Hayek were penciled in to compete for the sixth and final defenseman job. The top five spots were all very clearly spoken for. And that was pretty much it, as, at least as far as the blue line is concerned, as far as, you know, position battles coming in to training camp. Uh, Zach Jones, former third-round pick. Obviously, Libor Hayek came to the Rangers in that ill-fated trade with Tampa. Uh, former second-round pick. I believe Hayek was second-round. would have to double-check that, but I'm pretty sure on that one. Um, but it was going to be those two, you know, duking it out. I think most of us Ranger fans were probably anticipating and hoping that Zach Jones would win that battle because, you know, Libor Hayek had— Played a lot of games with the Rangers, and at times he does okay, but nothing special to his game. No reason to think that he was ever going to be, you know, a big-time defenseman in this league. But obviously with Zach Jones, he only played in a handful of games uh, the last couple seasons with the Rangers. There's still hope there. And the way the Rangers develop their own defensemen, uh, you feel pretty good about the fact that Zach Jones might eventually uh, become a good defenseman for the Rangers. Bottom line, the two of them split time 
You know, they kind of went with the hot hand approach, whoever was playing well. Uh, but Zach Jones basically lost that job to Libor Hayek because Zach Jones was sent down to the minors. They gave the job to Hayek for a little while. Ben Harper was called up. And then Harper eventually got his opportunity and replaced Libor Hayek. Hayek was relegated to the healthy scratch spot. And that's where he's been ever since. But as for Jones, you know, he's kind of in a spot now that's pretty similar to what we saw with Nils Lundqvist. You know, this offseason, the Rangers were looking to trade Lundqvist. He had played a couple of games last year, kind of a little bit of a shaky debut with the Rangers and was sent down to the minors. But when you look at Nils Lundqvist, I mean, the mountain was just too high to climb because he plays right defense and the right side of the Ranger defense consists of Adam Fox, Jacob Truba and Braden Schneider, and there just didn't seem to be any discernible path to playing time when it came to Nils Lundqvist. So they struck a trade with the Dallas Stars. I think it was a win-win deal for both sides, but that's kind of the situation Nils Lundqvist was in. And now Zach Jones, now that there's three left defensemen in front of him, uh, he's kind of in a similar situation because he's got Lindgren and Miller. He's not going to jump either one of those two. Um, the one thing that does make this a little bit different, though, and the reason why I don't think all hope is lost for Zach Jones in the way that it pretty much was for Nils Lundqvist is because Ben Harper, yes, he has played well this season. He's not at the level of an Adam Fox or a Jacob Truba or a Braden Schneider. So Nils Lundqvist basically had no chance to jump any of the right defensemen. I think Zach Jones, if he plays well in the minors, if he comes to training camp and has a good training camp, uh, has a good preseason with the Rangers next season, he might still be in a situation where he can leapfrog Ben Harper. Look, there's a reason why Ben Harper was not given a contract by any team in the NHL uh, until after the regular season started this year. Obviously, you know, he had not shown that well for himself in recent seasons, has played a lot better this season. But to think that, you know, Zach Jones, somebody that the Rangers drafted pretty high, uh, could not possibly leapfrog Ben Harper in the pecking order, I don't think that's correct. I think Jones will at least have a chance. Uh, he will certainly have to earn it, especially when you consider the fact that you know, this coaching staff Definitely seems to favor veterans over the young players at certain times. But, you know, I mean, at some point, maybe Ben Harper reverts to being the seventh defenseman, and he's a healthy scratch on certain nights. And maybe somebody like Zach Jones, maybe somebody like Matthew Robertson eventually leapfrogs him. And then that's not such a bad situation either, because you've got Ben Harper, a reliable veteran or a seemingly reliable veteran in that seventh defenseman role, and somebody that can step into the lineup in a pinch or, or whatever it might be, um, and, and somebody that's, once again, barely making the league minimum, just $12,500 over the league minimum. So uh, I do think Zach Jones uh, loses out from this whole situation, but I do not think that all hope is lost, and it would be impossible for him to eventually contribute to the Rangers. He will be something of a trade candidate. I think you have to acknowledge that. Um, but be that as it may, if he sticks around, he'll certainly be given an opportunity next season uh, to supplant uh, Ben Harper, but he will have to earn it. There's no doubt about that. As far as other losers from this situation, you know, I was going to say Libor Hayek, but I mean, really, he's kind of in the same situation that we all thought he would be in coming into this season anyway. I think most of us kind of had Hayek penciled in as a healthy scratch on most nights, uh, the seventh defenseman. We just figured that he would be behind Zach Jones. We didn't know who Ben Harper was or have any idea that Ben Harper would play this well, and he would be the guy um, that essentially knocks Libor Hayek out of the lineup and results in him being the seventh defenseman. But in a roundabout way, Hayek's really in the same situation that we all thought he would be in anyway. Um, and then I mentioned Matthew Robertson just a second ago. High draft pick by the Rangers, somebody that they seem to like, but I mean, you could pretty much copy and paste everything I said about Zach Jones and apply it to Matthew Robertson. Uh, Robertson has not made uh, his debut with the Rangers as of yet. Um, but 
Obviously, that path to playing time now becomes a little bit more crowded, a little bit more murky with Ben Harper now in place over the next two seasons. Um, and look, you know, the Rangers could always trade Ben Harper. You know, if they feel like one of these kids is really ready to go, really ready to take the bull by the horns, uh, Harper does not have a no-move clause or anything like that. So you could always, you know, pass him along, deal him to some other team. You're not going to get a whole lot in return, but maybe like a fifth-round draft pick, something along those lines is at least reasonable. Um, but until we know for sure that one of those kids is, you know, ready to go and ready to take over as a sixth defenseman, there's no reason to trade Ben Harper anywhere. He, he's played very well this season and now locked up at a uh, very reasonable cost for the next two seasons after this one. Uh, one other potential loser, and I hesitate to even bring this up. I don't think the Rangers would go there, um, but I will say Ryan Lindgren. And the reason is this. The Rangers are going to have a cap crunch this offseason. I've already identified Barclay Goodrow as somebody who they could potentially move in a trade in order to free up a little bit more cap space. Barclay Goodrow currently making uh, $3.61 million per season for the New York Rangers. So he's one of those middling contracts. The Rangers don't really have a lot of those, but one of those middling contracts that by moving it, you could create some openings and some opportunities and some chances to re-sign uh, some of your own uh, young players this offseason. The same thing applies to Ryan Lindgren. And listen, I am by no means campaigning for, advocating for, even any way cool with the idea of trading Ryan Lindgren. This guy is the heart and soul of the New York Rangers. He's proven that time and time again. This team really has some issues whenever he's not on the ice. And uh, just a hard-nosed old-school player signed for a very reasonable $3 million for this season and next season before becoming a restricted free agent with arbitration rights. But the reason why I float him out is maybe a loser from this is that if the Rangers want to open up cap space, is it at least possible, 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 possible that they see uh, Ben Harper as essentially a uh, cheaper version, much cheaper version of Ryan Lindgren? Would they trade Ryan Lindgren, get something nice in return, and plug Ben Harper into that role? And as I'm saying all this, listen, I, I think it's ridiculous. I just wouldn't completely 100% rule out the idea that could be something of a contingency plan for the New York Rangers. If they feel like they need to clear out some cap space, then maybe they feel like Ben Harper, obviously not as good of a player as Ryan Lindgren, but somebody who kind of step in there and fill his shoes. I would, once again, not in any way, shape, or form advocate for this, be okay with it, none of that. But I just want to at least float that out there, you know, as something of a remote possibility. I don't think that's what the Rangers are thinking. And knowing Chris Drury, like we know him, and the kind of player that he likes, I mean, Ryan Lindgren is a, is a Chris Drury kind of player, so I, I can't picture him possibly being traded, but I did have that idea pop into my head and just wanted to kind of explain it to you guys uh, for a couple minutes here. Uh, as far as the winners from this trade, first name that popped into my head here, Braden Schneider. Uh, Schneider, since coming into this league, has obviously shown very well for himself, still very young. I believe he's still 21 years old. Uh, was called up midway through last season, pretty much hit the ground running, uh, showed pretty well for himself down the stretch, did well in the playoffs as well. Braden Schneider, though, since getting called up, has played with a lot of different defense partners on the third pairing. And I know for, you know, a couple of games this year, they moved Schneider up to the second pairing, dropped Truba down to the third pairing when Truba was struggling. And so Schneider got a little bit of a uh, run with Ke'Andre Miller, but that was always, you know, seemingly a temporary fix. Didn't seem like that was going to stick. So I'm not really going to include Ke'Andre Miller as one of Schneider's many defense partners since he's come into the league. Uh, but other guys he's played with include Patrick Nemeth, Justin Braun, Libor Hayek, and Zach Jones, and now Ben Harper. And I think, out of everybody I just mentioned, Ben Harper has outplayed all of them. He 100% has outplayed Nemeth, uh, Hayek, and Jones, and I would say he's probably outplayed Justin Braun as well. You know, Braun's one of those guys, came over as a rental, and I didn't really get it at the time, but 
I think Braun, for myself and a lot of Ranger fans, he'll always hold a special place in our hearts because uh, he allowed the Rangers to make Patrick Nemeth a healthy scratch in the playoffs that year, or at least for most of the playoffs. So uh, Braun did a nice job, but I, I think Ben Harper, like I said, has done better than any of them. And Braden Schneider, young defenseman, now he gets to play with somebody who you know is seemingly a very steady, very sure-handed veteran. That's a good thing for Braden Schneider, and I think the two of them clicked uh, very well together. They had a stat when Harper first debuted. I mean, and granted, they don't play, they don't get as much time on the ice as some of the other defensemen, but I mean, they went a long, long, long time without being on the ice for a goal again. So the two of them have clicked together. They seem to have good chemistry. And uh, like I said, Braden Schneider, I would say probably the biggest winner uh, from this deal, other than uh, Harper himself, of course. Uh, other winners from this Ben Harper deal, I would say some of the smaller players on the New York Rangers. Uh, look, Ben Harper is not Ryan Reeves, but as I've mentioned in yesterday's episode, talked about it briefly in today's episode, Ben Harper's a big guy. He's willing to go out there, stick his nose into some trouble. You know, if somebody's being picked on, he has shown on multiple occasions this year, he is ready, willing, and able to step in there and uh, do what he needs to do and handle it. And certainly somebody who would be uh, willing to fight if the opportunity presented itself as well. And if he felt like there was no other choice, I think certainly he would answer the bell there. I think also another big winner from this is uh, Chris Drury. You know, again, we talked about him a little bit earlier in today's episode. I think you got to give him a couple of points for this deal. It's an extremely efficient, minimal risk. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really say high reward because I, I think what we're seeing from Ben Harper right now is probably about all we're going to get. I don't think he's going to like unlock some magical power and become, you know, a, an elite all-star caliber defenseman in this league, but um, very steady defenseman and Chris Drury recognizing what's happening, kind of getting ahead of the eight ball a little bit. And once again, solidifying the bottom parts of his roster. He's done that with guys like LeCision. He's done that with guys like Jimmy Vesey and now with Ben Harper as well. And he's got him for the league minimum uh, next season and the season after that. So good stuff for Chris Drury as well. Uh, one of the winners of this uh, trade here. He's had some hits and some misses. I believe Chris Drury, I firmly believe Chris Drury has had I would say significantly more hits than misses. And I apologize to all the Pavel Buchnevich fans, but I, I think Chris Drury has done a nice job uh, as the Ranger GM overall. And this is just the latest example of that. Uh, the conclusion here, you know, once again, the, the big theme with Ben Harper is that this is somebody who was, uh, you know, pretty much cast away, didn't have a team to play for when, this, when the season started here, took advantage of an opportunity, exceeded expectations, and is now getting rewarded for it. He was getting rewarded for it on the ice, with playing in 18 consecutive games and now getting rewarded away from, from the ice with this two-year extension with the New York Rangers. Uh, he also, you know, he played in 17 games at the Wolfpack this season, but again, there was no guarantee that we were going to see Ben Harper with the Rangers this season. Uh, you had Jones and Hayek both getting looks before Harper got a look with the Rangers. Harper made his debut with the Rangers on December 15th, and since then, uh, he has started 18 consecutive games with the New York Rangers. Hayek has remained a healthy scratch, and Jones is back with the Hartford Wolfpack. So a big congratulations uh, to Ben Harper, and uh, I think this is a really solid move for all parties. Harper has to be thrilled, again, not getting an offer of any kind in this offseason to now having a home with the New York, New York Rangers for the rest of this season and uh, the next two seasons to come as well. Just good stuff all around. Uh, very, very happy for Ben Harper, who's done a nice job for this team. I figure uh, we can turn our attention a little bit to uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Rangers going to be playing the Knights on Friday. 
Knights will be on the first game of a back-to-back. They are at the Islanders on Saturday. Uh, that's the day after they play the Rangers. Knights currently have a record of 29-17-3. That is good for 61 points, which means they are now tied with Seattle for first place in the Pacific Division, although Seattle does have two games at hand. Uh, the Knights have cooled off a little bit. When the Rangers last played Vegas, uh, the Rangers or the Knights, excuse me, were on top of the entire Western Conference, but they have won just four out of their last six games. Have the Knights seem to be in a little bit of a scoring drought as well. Um, you know, they've been held to two goals or fewer in four of their last five games, and they've lost four of their last five games. So uh, the Knights are not exactly on fire like they were earlier this season, and you hope the Rangers can take advantage of that. Uh, Rangers last played the Knights on December 7th and beat them 5-1, to one, thanks to just an awesome third period by the Rangers. It was tied 1-1 going into the third, and uh, the Rangers just went off. Uh, Kako scored the first goal for the Rangers to put them up 1-0. Vegas tied it in the second period. And then the Rangers in the third period, four goals in the span of about five and a half minutes. Power play goal from Mika, a uh, goal from Hito, goal from Lafreniere, and another power play goal from Mika Zibanejad. Uh, Mika with two goals and an assist. Panarin with three assists, Adam Fox with two assists, and uh, Igor Shesterkin with a strong night, stopping 25 of 26 shots. So the Stars were out for the Rangers, and uh, we can only hope for more of the same uh, on Friday night when the Rangers this time play host to the Vegas Golden Knights. But uh, that will pretty much do it for today, guys. Uh, actually, yeah, one more thing I want to mention. So Timmy Blay sent down to the Wolfpack, uh, scored his first goal as a member of the Ranger organization. So a big congratulations to Sammy Blay, and uh, we'll see how everything shakes out between Blay and the Rangers going forward. But that will do it for today. Uh, once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to the Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.